love hanging out with you guys. Do you know what's cool being with brothers and sisters? Heaven's going to be rad. I don't know about you guys. Do you guys think about heaven on a regular basis? It's going to be good. And do you guys know that this life, we put so much thought in the here and now, but eternity really is eternity. That is forever and ever. And Jesus has asked us to really have an eternal mindset. And I think when we do that, when we do think about that reality, who he is, and that we get to be with him for all time, that's pretty cool to think about. So I'd love to pray with you guys as we jump into this morning. Consider us, okay? We are people who get to be hallelujah people. We get to praise our God, and that's going to be a big part of eternity. I mean, we get to do that once in a while here on earth, and it's cool when we get together with brothers. Isn't it just cool when we're able to worship together? It's way better. I sound so much better when I'm with you guys singing to the Lord. Anyways, um, let's pray. Father, we thank you. Uh, simple prayer this morning. Father, I'm asking, we're asking, that you would roll away any heavy stones that have been rolled across our hearts. God, we want to seek you. We want to see you this morning. So please, speak to us now and pray in your name. Amen. So we are hallelujah people, and we are hallelujah people because of our God. So in Hebrew, guys, hallelujah, okay, is the Latin. And they got it from the Greeks, alleluia, and they got it from the Hebrew, hallelujah, right? It's Christian. It's used four times in Revelation 19. That's at the end of the book, end of the New Testament. And John wrote that in 95 AD. So it was used in the first century by believers in Jesus. It's heavenly. Look at Revelation 19.1 with me, the context here. After, I, after this, I, I, I heard what seemed to be a loud voice of a great multitude. And that's part of the reason why I love worshiping together with you guys corporately. There's something special when the saints gather together and we lift our voices together to him. Just think about all those who've put their faith in Christ from times past throughout all history. Do you think there's going to be a pretty cool big choir in heaven worshiping Jesus? That's going to be rad. So, here we read, there's this great multitude in heaven. And what were they crying out, guys? Hallelujah. So that is an eternal reality. We are going to be praising our God for all time. And it is an imperative. You see, where the Greek, hallelujah, it's really a joyful acclamation, right? And why is it joyful? Because there is joy in the Lord, right? He is God. God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who loves us, the one who has given us life in his son, has put breath in our lungs that we can even utter a praise, to sing a hallelujah. And then we have the Hebrew. It is an order, it's an imperative, it is a command. It's two words in Hebrew. Praise Yah. Praise God. That's what hallelujah means. It means to rave about God. It means to boast about God. Just for a moment, okay? We got two aisles, so this is going to be a little unfair. 
But you guys here, this section, okay? You guys are going to call these guys to say a hallelujah, okay? So you are going to say hallelujah, and then you guys are going to respond here with a hallelujah, and we'll see who wins. On the count of three, you guys are going to hallelujah these guys. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Whoa. Guys, they're, they're just like a third <laughs> of these of this two sections. All right, now you guys get to respond with a hallelujah. One, two, three. Hallelujah. All right, let's all do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We get to boast in our God. We get to brag on him. And isn't that the coolest thing? When we get to share with somebody why we've put our hope in Jesus, we get to talk about our God. We get to brag on him. Isn't that one of the coolest things we get to do as a Christian? I love that. So I want to take a look with you guys this morning at Psalm 100. If you're not there in your Bibles, I got it up here on the screen for us. And I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation just because I really liked how they put it. So it says here, shout with joy to the Lord. Now there's some commands that are given here to us in this psalm. Well, shout to the Lord, right? Verse 2 says we should worship. How do we worship? Worship the Lord with gladness. He says, come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Think about that, guys. So what's the password when we come to the Lord, when we come to the gate? How do we get in? The password is thank you. Think about all that God has done for us, guys. Is it not the will of God that we give thanks in all things? If we wake up in reality in the morning, aren't we thankful? In light of everything that's going on, everything in this world, in this life, thank you that I can know you, that I can have relationship with my maker, Jesus, that you saved me. Thank you. That is reality. And that's how we enter into his presence daily. So no matter what you're facing today, guys, we can be thankful because we have the greatest in our God. And it goes on to tell us, go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is is good and i love this guys it tells us his unfailing love continues not just on easter sunday <laughs> how long does it continue guys forever right and his faithfulness continues to each generation it's a beautiful thing guys i so loved friday night here if you guys came on friday you would have saw your pastor in a tie okay but the reality is guys it is sunday morning Okay, Jesus, when he died, he was doing something on that cross, right? Okay, he was paying for something. There was redemption that was needed. You and I couldn't do it on our own. A price had to be paid. And he laid down his life. And he was a perfect sacrifice because he lived a perfect life. He kept the whole of the law, didn't he? He fulfilled it perfectly. And for all of us, in Christ, the law, it's done. <laughs> it's finished. 
We find freedom in Christ Jesus. We are free in him. So I'm free to wear a hoodie today. I'm free to wear a hat in Christ. Because guess what, guys? It's Christ in me. It's Christ in you. That's the hope of glory. It's not the outside stuff anymore, guys. Because we couldn't do the outside stuff. We couldn't keep the law, not a one of us. And that's why Jesus did it. And for anyone who believes on him, that he is the resurrection of life, they shall live. Isn't that beautiful, guys? And we are free. And when you know that truth, you are free, free indeed. So I love the reality here of Psalm 100. We can come to the Lord. We can come boldly before the Lord, and we can worship him in truth. One thing that's really cool when we consider being hallelujah people, guys, okay, um, don't even try to translate hallelujah into another language because guess what? No other language tries to do it because wherever you are in the world, hallelujah is hallelujah. Isn't that kind of cool to think about? Every language, it's just hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kind of like amen and hosanna. Those are just what they are. Amen. <laughs> hosanna. Hallelujah. I got to backpack Europe many years ago now. It was so fun because I'm horrible with language. But I know hallelujah. You know? So bumping into all these people from all these different countries. Hallelujah. So we are hallelujah people that proclaim not only the Easter story, but a joy for today, and a hope for tomorrow, a life full of love, and a love to be lived. Isn't that cool, guys? That's what we get to do, and that's what we're free to do. What's the greatest commandment? Anybody know? Greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God. Love him with everything. We're free to do that. And what's the second? Love others. What? I'm free to do that? I get to love God and love others? If you're in Christ, man, you're set free. You get to love the Lord. You get to love one another. I love it, guys. We have a hope to share. Do you guys know there's a world out there that's in despair? But we have hope in here. We have hope to share. That's what I love. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to teach you guys week in and week out. I love that. I love being able to share the truth of God's word. And that's something that we get to do as believers, guys. And I don't know about you. I don't know how much longer we have in this life. But we are here to share the love of God with others. So we get to do it. And we get to do it freely in Christ Jesus. Before we move on, I want to step back for a second. Because there's a reality of who we are also as Christians. We are ash people. We are ash people because of sin, okay? How many of you guys have sinned? Any? Good, I'm not the only one, yes. Um, <laughs> in church history, guys, in tradition, we have Lent. And Lent is for how long? 40 days, okay? From Ash Wednesday all the way to Saturday before Resurrection Sunday. So the ashes are from the palm uh, fronds from the previous Palm Sunday. And then there is... 50 days after Easter, from Easter morning to Pentecost. You guys know that penta means 50. So Pentecost, 
June 5th this year is Pentecost, okay? I'm looking forward to it. Come, make sure you're at church on June 5th this year. We're going to have a fun service together. So we have Pentecost. This tradition dates all the way back to the 4th century. The Catholics, we have Lutherans, Anglicans, you had the Reforms, the Nazarenes, all these different church groups celebrated the reality of Pentecost, okay? So the Western church abstained from using hallelujah from Lent, from, in different forms, okay, fasting, okay, some fast from, you know, food or meat or TV or whatever they want to give up for Lent, okay, they give up something during that time, and the purpose is, hey, we want to make ourselves more eager, okay, we want to be in a place where we're looking forward to Easter, okay, that there will be an excitement and a rejoicing, on Easter, okay, and afterwards. So it's meant to make a, you know, to make you feel an absence, okay, that you would long for it to return. So we are ash people. You see, Lent was specifically to point out the awareness of our sinfulness and also our need for conversion. So we all start off as ash people, but God's desire is that we would become Easter people. That's what he's done. That's what he's accomplished. And that's what he desires for all people. He doesn't want to see anybody perish. That's why I get excited about Easter Sundays. Like, I love being here with you guys, but I am most excited this morning that the reality of the gospel is being preached all around the world today just because it is Easter. And there are some people that don't go to church, but maybe they'll come because family's at church that day. Or maybe it's Easter, and that's the one time during the year we go to church. You guys know there's power in the gospel, power unto salvation through the gospel. So I've been praying all week, Lord, open up ears. Holy Spirit, open eyes that many would see their need of you, that they would finally humbly repent and turn to you and cry out to you to save them, that they can be set free. And that's happening today. Isn't that kind of exciting, guys? 2,000 years later, people are getting saved. I mean, how many of you guys have gotten saved in the last 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, last week? You know, God is still saving people. It's exciting. And that's the reality of who we are as believers. Because we don't have to live in our sin any longer. Do you guys know that? We've been set free. We can get to walk in the newness of life because we are new creations in Christ. We've been born again of the Spirit. We can now walk with him. And that, that makes us Easter people. We live in the reality of his resurrection. So this point really comes from St. Augustine. How many of you guys have heard of him before? He was a 4th century North uh, African bishop. Okay, and he had been credited with the, the famous saying, we are Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. Wow, isn't that cool? We are Easter people, okay? We've been resurrected with Christ. And hallelujah, praising the Lord, that's our song. Our song. When our song's sung, man, when there's victory, Man, let's praise the Lord. We even see in scripture for God's people, you can even be praising the Lord during the battle. I think that's pretty cool. We get to lift up a hallelujah. So this quote 
It really challenges us to sing and to celebrate the joyous season in the one who suffered and died and rose again to save us. And because we are Easter resurrection people, we have so many reasons to rejoice, to shout, to praise, to lift our hands in praise, to sing, to tell others, to serve others, to love others, and to really live our entire lives as worship unto our God. We are Easter people when we count our blessings. We are Easter people when we gather together and we worship our King. We are Easter people when we open God's word and we find encouragement, we find correction, and we find his advice for every day of our lives. We are Easter people even when we get hope knocked out of us. Okay, It might be a song in a minor key, but we are Easter people nonetheless. Okay, We might even have to sing with a big lump in our throat. We are Easter people even when we don't have perfect faith. We are Easter people even when bad news comes our way. Maybe you find a, the news of a loved one's diagnosis or a scary report from your own doctor. Why? Well, I'm glad you guys asked. Check out John chapter 16, verse 33. Our Lord and Savior Jesus said this, for in this world you, we will have trouble. Okay, God's not trying to trick us or fool us. He loves us enough to be up front and to be truthful. We're going to go through it, guys. That's part of this life. But he also tells us to take heart. Okay? Take heart. I have overcome the world. You guys understand there is a hope, and that hope has a name, and his name is Jesus, and he did overcome this world. You see, we are e even Easter people when we grieve An angel and Jesus met Mary Magdalene while she was grieving at the gravesite. You guys are familiar with this story. The angel, Mary, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping? Was the question. Well, they've taken, they've taken him away. Where I can't find him. Where is he? I don't know where he is. And then Jesus comes to her, hidden. She didn't even recognize that it was him, but he had risen from the dead. And she is there, grieving. My Lord has died. <laughs> now we can't even find his body. And Jesus asks, why are you weeping? And also asked, whom are you seeking? Mr. Gardner, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where you laid him, and I will... Take him away. Mary, he says. And she, I know that voice. It's you. You're alive. You've risen from the dead. And guys, that's why we get to sing. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar up from the ashes Hope will arise. Death is defeated because what, guys? Our king is alive. That's the reality for us, brother and sister. 
Our Lord has risen from the dead. So hallelujah. <laughs> we get to praise. Okay? We get to praise our God. We are worshipers of him. But worship involves a few things. It involves surrender, doesn't it? We must surrender. Okay? That may be raising our hands and surrendering to him. Surrendering ourselves to him. Lord, forgive me my sin. Okay, surrender that, my life completely. I am yours, everything, my money, my time, my talents. It's all yours. There's a surrender in worship. And you see, worthy of all of you. Absolutely. Also, worship is putting your focus on him. Has your focus been on the Lord? A lot of good things in life. Okay. We got a first time guest here at Freedom. What a joy in life. There's also loss. There's grieving. There's hurts. There's trials. There's pain. Do we get so focused on all of those things that we're not focusing, fixing our eyes upon Jesus? That's worship. Because let me tell you what, when we look to him, don't our hearts just turn to worship? Oh, you are so good. You are so holy. You are so other. You are so worthy of my worship. So we need to be putting our focus on him. Worship also involves personal sacrifice. Aren't we told in Romans 12, too, to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord? Right? It also involves worshiping in the face of pain. You guys remember when King David had his baby die? 2 Samuel chapter 12. You guys can read it on later. What did he do when his son died? He went to the house of the Lord and he worshiped. Wow. You guys understand how important worship is in our lives. It should be involved in every part of our lives. It's involved in celebrating who God is and what he has done. So raise a hallelujah in the face of all there is to complain about. Raise a hallelujah in the good times and in the bad. Raise a hallelujah when you wake up uh, to a day that the Lord has made. You know, raise a hallelujah when you finally have that first cup of coffee made. <laughs> raise a hallelujah when you're going to bed after a long day and your head hits the pillow praise you lord raise a hallelujah with your last prayer raise a hallelujah when you realize how much the work of christ his resurrection all that means to you and all that it does in and through us I want to conclude this morning with an invitation. There's a big difference between knowing about honey, okay? The sweetness of it may be described to you. You can know a whole lot about it. And knowing honey is sweet because you actually put some in your mouth. There's a difference, isn't there? You see, guys, in Psalm 34, 8, we're told, oh, taste 
and see that the Lord is good. Not if the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Have you tasted? Have you seen? Can you testify? Oh, (laughs) there's nothing like Jesus. Nothing like him. He is the greatest. He is the best. I worship him. See, would you like to be forgiven? I know, guys, something that God doesn't know. (laughs) Really, Pastor? (laughs) You might be smart, maybe. But (laughs) do you really know something God doesn't know? My sins. God does not know my sins. Can you back that up with scripture for me, Pastor? Absolutely. Take a look here. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 34. For I will forgive their iniquity. Isn't that the hope that we have? Because we know (laughs) that sin separates us from God. Can my sin, my iniquity really be forgiven? Well, God says, I'm going to forgive it. And has he forgiven our sin, guys? I hope you know that. That's the reality of the gospel, right? But he also goes on to tell us what? And their sin I will remember no more. So according to God's word, I know something as his son that he doesn't know. Because I'm very aware of my sin. Are you guys aware of your sin? Especially when you are a believer in Christ, you've been born again. Sin's not enjoyable the same way anymore. Oh, it might be fun for a season, but it's just not the same, guys. There's a disconnect. That's not who we are in Christ any longer. We're a new creation. We have new appetites, new desires in those old things, and they've passed away. They're not the same. We know they're wrong. And the reality is, guys, God sees you as he sees Jesus. Is that not what the Bible teaches us? Is that what is not preached? Or it is preached every time we open God's word. Isn't that truth coming up over and over again? God sees you in Christ, sinless. He remembers our sin no more. And isn't that freeing? That's the beauty of the gospel. But pastor, you don't know how bad I've sinned. I've I've even known Jesus for a while. I'm a believer. Repent. Jesus is taking care of your sin. He doesn't see anymore. Knock it off. Walk in the truth of the gospel. Worship the Lord. Be hallelujah people. If we're hallelujahing, the Lord in our life, are we going to have time to be sinning? No. We are hallelujah people. So, would you like to be made alive? That's the question. Because I can't take for granted that everybody here this morning knows the Lord. They've been regenerated, born again in the Spirit of God. That's between you and the Lord. And you've heard me say it time and time again over the years here. The only person I know for sure that's really saved in this room is me. Okay? Okay? I know I know Jesus. I know him. I'm born again. Do you know Jesus? Not just about him, but do you know him? Have you really put your faith in him 
in him alone. Because let me tell you what, guys. When we know that we know him, everything changes. Life changes. And we're made alive. Because before we knew Christ, we were dead in our sins and trespasses, right? We were dead. We weren't even alive. We were clueless. How many of you guys can testify? Man, when I finally surrendered, humbled myself, repented, and put my faith in Christ, the lights finally came on. I could finally see for the first time. I didn't even know I was in the dark. I didn't even know I was blind. I hear that testimony all the time from brothers and sisters. You just don't know. But when you begin to seek the Lord, and you finally surrender to Jesus Christ, man, the lights come on. Everything is different. There's a power there. It's kind of like this cool new mic. You guys like this new microphone? Yeah, we're going old school. There's a power switch on here. When you come to Christ and the on switch goes on, whoa, there's power, right? There is power there. And that's what God has done in our lives. He's given us his Holy Spirit. He's given us the power to be hallelujah people no matter what we're going through, no matter what we've done, no matter what the future may throw our ways. We have the power to worship the Lord. So, I would ask this morning, if you'd like to respond to God's imperative to praise him, hallelujah is an invitation to everyone who hears it into the same hope, into the same love, into the same new life. I'm going to have the worship team come back up. I want us to think on the reality of being Easter people <laughs> and hallelujah being our song. So let's all stand to our feet and worship our risen king. I just want to share a little farther on as we considered before those that were in Bethany, Mary and Martha, and the, the death of their brother Lazarus. And, and Jesus came. And we all know uh, John eleven thirty five. it's a short little verse, and you guys are going to memorize a scripture this morning with me. It says, Jesus wept. Can you guys say that? Jesus you, just you just memorized the whole verse. Well done, guys. But it was kind of crazy, because if you know the scriptures, and you know Jesus, he, he, his heart broke. I mean, he really grieved with them over loss. Okay, God understands our loss. He understands grieving. Okay. But in that, guys, we know the miracle. There's a resurrection that day in Bethany, right? Lazarus came back from the dead. That doesn't happen. Only God can do that, absolutely. Jesus is God. He's the only one who can do it. So Lazarus arises from the dead. And then what did the people want to do to Jesus after that? That's when they began to plot to kill him. We don't like the resurrection. Today, guys, not much has changed. We don't like the idea of a risen Lord because that means he's alive. And if he is alive, that means I'm responsible to him.
because my life really isn't my own. Because if he is God, if he is the creator, I'm his creation. And if I'm going to be logical, my life is for him. That's why I'm here. It's for him. But we live in a world today who says God is dead. He's very much alive, guys. And people don't like that. And I want to share with you guys what happens in the next chapter of John. Because Jesus now comes back around and Mary and Martha are there again. And Mary this time does something that always grabs my heart. We're told in chapter 12 that the six days before Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. And there they made him supper. And Martha served, she loved serving, but Lazarus was one who sat at the table with him. And then in verse 3 is what I want to camp on with you guys for a second. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spignard. Now we know this jar it was very costly. Probably a whole year's worth of work. Okay, And she took it and she anointed the feet of Jesus and whipped his feet. Or sorry, wiped her <coughs> the feet of Jesus with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. There's something that beautiful, beautifully happens when we give our all to the Lord. There's a beautiful fragrance that will fill a house, that will fill our lives. You guys know how the story goes on. One of the disciples, <clears throat> we won't mention his name, Judas Iscariot. Um, why did we waste all that? That could have been sold. It could have been given to the poor. Why are we wasting all of that on the feet of Jesus? I often wonder if I miss the reality of truly worshiping the Lord, giving all of myself to him. Because you may find yourself like the disciples that day who left this time with Jesus, this awesome act of worship that just took place between Mary and Jesus because it was an act of worship. You see, the disciples left that day. The fragrance of worship didn't go with them. Who had the fragrance of worship with them still? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because he was anointed by that sacrifice. And the one who gave all and anointed the feet of Jesus, humbled herself in such a beautiful way that she was on her hands and knees. That oil was all over her, in her hair, upon her hands. That act of worship, the fragrance of worship, went with her that day because she gave her all. And that's what the Lord's asking of us, guys. We are to be a hallelujah people. It really involves, I'm here, created for you, for your glory, my life, to be a sacrifice to you, a sweet-smelling aroma. And is he worthy of it? Absolutely. But Pastor, my jar is really small. He don't care. Two mites in the eyes of our Lord 
are a big thing, guys. So one last worship song. Praise the Lord, huh? He is good. He is risen. He's risen indeed. All right, we're going to do one more hallelujah, hopefully of a whole chorus of hallelujahs forthcoming on the count of three. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. You guys, go forth in peace. Our God is good. You be blessed. Praise him well. And I would love to get some prayer requests from you guys before you go. Love you guys. See you next Sunday.